So, I've got a striped shirt on. It's really weird. The shirt is weird. I'll show it to you later. All right, so it's still raining in New York. However, um, the rain has dissipated, it looks like. Let me show you. I'll show you outside. So it's not rainy right now. We've got nice sun going on out there, uh, but still some rain left over from whenever. So the team, I think, is pulling, um, they're pulling the video, just the, uh, the, the meditation part, so you can, um, so you can do it uh, on your own. Um, but if, if there is enough uh, interest, then one thing we can do is uh, Tuesdays can be meditation day and I can just write some guided meditations, but I have to get the okay from you guys. So if that's something you want, let me know in the comments. Already we kind of have a structure for Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Don't have a lot of structure for Tuesdays and Thursdays. So if we make Tuesday and maybe Thursday meditation day where we where we go in and do a meditation too, um, I'm happy to do that, but I want to get buy-in from everyone. So I'm in the process of cutting back on coffee with a Lori, and um, I've been waking up with headaches. And so today I cheated a little bit and I got my, my cup of coffee. This is a 20 ounce cup. So I said one cup and then I added a, an espresso to the top of it to try and manage my headache. I'm not sure why. I think it might be the way I'm sleeping. Um, I take magnesium already and stuff. So I'm not really sure, but that's kind of what's going on there. So, um, so I'm asking everyone if they want to have guided meditations uh, once or twice a week but I just wanted to get, I wanted to get a feedback from you all if that's something you want, because it takes some time to, I mean, I know I did that one off the cuff, but if I'm gonna give you um, guided meditations, I'll have to prepare them. How are we doing with our, uh, with our goals that we set on Monday? Do you guys remember what they were? Because if you don't, I can look them up. I just have to find them. Um, I have to find them, I didn't, I didn't pull them up. But, um, but you guys should know what your, what your goals are that you, um, that you set on Monday. Um, I haven't edited my book. Uh, I did, I did one hit workout. I'm very happy about that. I need to walk the dogs today. It's been so rainy though. I haven't been. Um, and what else did I, what else did I want to do? Oh, and I got the membership content done. So that's going to be exciting. It's okay, meditations are coming. I'm gonna start writing them and uh, we'll do meditations on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but tomorrow I am not live. Uh, tomorrow I am in, um, I'm, I'm flying to Austin. So I'm gonna be in Austin. So I might record a video for you guys and just put it up um, and then you can make your comments, but I won't, uh, I won't be live probably because I'll be in the airport uh, and I have to leave early to get there on time. So. Um, I think my flight leaves at 9.30, so I have to be at the airport. I usually try to get there a couple hours early. So, um, so we'll see. And then I'll try be on live at 7 a.m. Um, uh, mountain Time in Texas uh, while I'm there. And then I don't know what time I'll be on um, when I go to the West Coast starting on July 7th. 
probably will be between 7.30 and 8 a.m. their time. I'm, there's no way I'm getting up at 5 to do it, unless I'm awake. I mean, if I'm awake and, and everything, then I'll get up and do it. But otherwise, eh. So... <laughs> So in terms of reducing stress, you know, what we did yesterday, the, the, that guided meditation um, is the kind of thing, you know, and the other thing is when you're starting to feel stressed, um, it's just a matter of doing that pause that we talked about where you just stop and take, take some breaths. So just remember that if you're trying to lose weight, diet is 80% of it. So if you can get your diet dialed in, then the exercise comes later as kind of a benefit, but um, but following a, a consistent diet is really the most important thing. So if, if you're cheating on your diet, the only person you're cheating is you. Um, and then we've talked a little bit about, about behavior change and how to manage um, when you have a slip. If, um, you know, if, you've, if you've quit sugar, for example, and you go and you eat something like a brownie, or you eat ice cream, or uh, you know, especially like, or if you're if you're really you're trying to stay away from um, sugar and dairy, and then you go and eat ice cream, or you uh, you know you have some 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 sweet treat, then um, the way to the way to keep going is to treat that as one isolated event and as a way that um, that you're just learning something. So you treat it as an experiment. And, and you'd get the lesson from it, but, you, but what, what you don't want to do is say, oh, well, I just kind of messed up, and so now I'm going to go ahead and eat pizza and hamburgers and hot dogs and french fries and, and a ton of uh, ketchup, which is just pure sugar. And I've got this book here called Self-Directed Behavior, and, um, and I've, I went through it about a year ago, went through parts of it about a year ago, and I was going to start preparing some lessons for you guys from that because uh, this, this is the textbook on how to manage any change you want in your life. And um, it is, uh, it's dense. It's really hard to read, and I've got a lot of notes, but um, it's, it is also the way to get things going. So I'm going to prepare some lessons from this uh, as we go forward on our weekly or daily calls. Oh, in, in terms of um, vegetable oils and packaged foods, they're, they're not good for you. That's just how it is. Um, and vegetable oils especially, um, like canola oil and um, uh, grapeseed oil, any manufactured oil. The good, the good oils are coconut oil, um, olive oil, avocado oil. Those those are the, the the ones that are pretty good. Peanut oil is okay too. It's good at high heat, but then you have to watch out if you have a peanut allergy. Um, the 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 thing about oils is that remember that nature doesn't make bad fats. So butter, ghee, um, are normal and natural fats. The problem with butter is it has milk protein in it, but ghee doesn't. Ghee has all the milk protein removed. Uh, that's G-H-E-E. So butter is um, butter's a dairy product, and what, what the research has shown is that it, when you feed, this is in rats, granted it's in rats, and rats are not humans, but when you feed a rat with a tumor milk protein, casein, uh, the tumor grows faster. So, um, so that's why I don't eat dairy. Uh, that's one of the reasons. And the other reason is we are the only species that eats another species' milk. 
And the other reason is that milk is the perfect food for baby cows. And the way that they treat those baby, those, those cow mothers, cows are a lot like dogs, and I love dogs. And they just, they, they give birth and then they take them away. And it's really, really hard. I think emotionally it's hard to watch. And I understand it's animal husbandry. And, you know, I grew up with, um, my, my grandfather was a cattle farmer. And I understand that. But at the end of the day, as a mother, if somebody was taking my baby away from me, I would be really upset. So I just think it's, it's not nice. Uh, Sharon says, I need to cut my soda. I have at least two cans a day. Um, PR says, as far as my eating, I've changed my diet and it's working good. And Lisa says the book is something I'd learn to le- love to learn something more about. So, um, so there's a couple things before before we go into. I can I can go into the book in a little bit, but I want to talk about asshole doctors. So let's just move uh, over a little bit. So who has had an interaction with a doctor or a, ner- or a nurse practitioner or a, or a physician extender or somebody like that who has dismissed them? Let's, let's, let's see it from the doctor's perspective for one second. So we'll try to put on our compassion hat. When you're dealing with, with, with an asshole doctor, I, as a doctor in the, you know, I can only speak from the U.S., and I think that, I think that, that uh, NHS is similar. Um, I don't know what it's like in Canada, but I do know that, that the NHS docs are really overworked. So what's happening in America in, in healthcare is that doctors are, uh, ter- have been turned into cogs and machines, and they only have... 10 to 15 minutes to see a patient and get their notes done. And so the patients have become um, a commodity. The doctors have become chattel. And there's no humanity in it anymore. So that's looking at it from the doctor's perspective, okay, because I'm a doctor and I'm watching, I'm watching my profession die in front of me. It's really, really sad. What, what used to be a very noble profession has been turned into uh, something that is a lot more on... Um, when when you know this it's it's you know customer service which i think is important you want to make your patients happy but at the same time there's there's a a balance of respect uh from you know the fact that we went to school for 15 years to learn how to do our craft and then uh we get dismissed and 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 treated badly sometimes so that's what the, that's what the doctor sees so the doctor is pressured to only spend a certain amount of time however when you're the patient and you go into your doctor and you say, hey, I, I have, uh, you know, I have, I'm, I'm, I'm having sweating at night. My brain is not working the way I think it should. Um, I have aches and pains that I never had before. My, my periods are irregular or I'm bleeding three weeks out of four or um, what are some of the other symptoms? Um, and, oh, I've gained 50 pounds. Yeah, that's, that's all. And the doctor says, well, you're just hormonal. It's going to pass. And, and if you don't feel heard, the next step is to, is to advocate for yourself. So when the doctor, when the doctor says to you that, that you know, you're just being hormonal, whatever, pay attention to how you feel and take that pause, that three to five breath pause or 10 breath pause. You, know, you may not have time for 10 breaths, but you may have time for three to five. And then you say, look, I'm looking for some help. I'm not. I'm not looking. You know, you're you're dismissing me, and you're just you're saying that that I'm hormonal and it's going to pass, but uh, that's not good enough. And if you can't help me, who can? So it's important in the medical profession to advocate for yourself because the doctors the doctors that you're working with are most likely have so much pressure to 
see 30 to 40 to 50 patients a day. And the way they do that is to churn, 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 and, and just try to answer the question as best they can in the short amount of time. So the other thing that I recommend for people who are going to the doctor is to write your questions down and make sure that your questions are answered. If you don't get your answer, you say, I don't understand. I don't understand. And then you ask for stuff in writing. Say, so do you have do you have any literature that can help me, or do you have a, a place where I can go to get some help? Okay. So those are a couple of ways to deal with an asshole doctor. At the end of the day, if your doctor is continually treating you badly, and you're you're going in there, and you you have emotions that are bringing you down, and you don't want to, to use that doctor, find another doctor. Ask your friends who they like. And then what you can do is there are doctors out there who will take the time to investigate your hormones, to, to work with you on, on you know, the proper tests and things like that, but you may have to pay for it. So there are doctors that work outside of the insurance um, debacle, especially in America. And I, th- I don't know if it's legal in Canada. I don't know whether it's, I, I, I know that in, I'm pretty sure that in, in Great Britain uh, or in the UK, there is, um, there's a two-tier system where you can play, pay privately. And so just, just the ability to have that option, you, know, you can call up and say, can I, you know, can I come and see you? And then you can make that, make that appointment to see. And I would suggest that you go with somebody, an integrative health practitioner. They're going to spend the time with you. And the place to get, to get that list of people, it's the integrative, an integrative practitioner near you. Um, th- those are people who have been trained in integrative medicine. And it, it's, th- they look at the whole person and they learn how to use supplements along with regular uh, medicine and surgery and they'll spend the time to learn you know there are some who will who specialize in hormones and hormone therapy so um, I don't I don't do that my my jam is is helping women get through menopause naturally by lifestyle changes and what we teach what I teach in my course is how how you can there's a it's a continuum there's there's science and then there's food and then there's movement and there's how we think and so i put all those together and that's that put comprises the signature course the minnow system minnow system doors are closed right now but you can get into them uh with the next round which is the workshop that opens on july 18th so you can get on get in on the menopause workshop um you can sign up there, but in order to um, so that's what I, I so what are your thoughts on on what I've said about um, how to deal with a dismissive healthcare practitioner? I hope that helps with how you deal with dismissive doctors. If you if you have any questions about how to deal with um, you know doctors who are dismissive, I, I want to see them in the comments. All right, so let's talk a little bit about get this book here. Okay, self-directed behavior, and you know I can't turn around. I used to be able to turn it around so so that uh, right was left, so it wasn't backwards. But something happened with the Facebook app when I upgraded it, and it doesn't do it anymore. But so I'm going to work through this book with you guys. Um, so we'll have a. Uh, the book is expensive. It was like seventy bucks just for this book, right? It's a textbook, but. Um, but it, it was recommended in something. And I've got some notes from a couple years ago when I, when I was reading it. And so I think we can, start, we can start with my notes 
and then I just have to stay a little bit ahead. And also, there is a training. I have a, the menopause blueprint. Some of you may have come to me through the menopause blueprint. And um, if you're looking for a little bit of training, it's a $50 training. It's a video training on the blueprint. And there's a little bit more about how to talk to your doctor in there. And you can buy that um, on this. But it's 50 bucks. It's just a little bit of money. It's not a whole lot. So you can, um, you can get the, the menopause blueprint training on my website there. And that... If you don't have the blueprint, you you can. Um, you, a lot of people come through, come come in, come to find me through the blueprint ads. But you can get the blueprint training there on that um, learn.menopausemovement.com, the seven Q U whatever. So it's a it's a video series um, where I walk you through the blueprint and teach you teach you all the things about the blueprint. So there's a lot more in depth than just the blueprint. And the blueprint is, is valuable. It's got lots of, it's a multi-page document. So you can t- check that out. And so now let's, let's, um, let's talk about self-directed behavior for a few minutes. Okay. So the, the book that we're working through is self-directed behavior called uh, Self-Modification for Personal Adjustment. It's the 10th edition and it's by David L. Watson and Roland G. Tharp. Okay. You can get it from Wadsworth, Sinjage Learning which is a weirdest, weirdest name. It's David Watson works uh, University of Hawaii at Manoa, and so does Roland Tharp. The book is copyrighted 2014 and 2007, so I want to make sure I give proper credit to the authors. Okay? So self-directed behavior. So what are our possible projects for self-directed behavior? Weight loss, increasing exercise, accurate food, making more friends maybe stretching, anything you want to change. So if you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? And let me know in the comments. What would you like to change about yourself? One of the things that I wanted to do way back when was I wanted to be less reactive. I wanted to be calm all the time. That's why I started meditating. Remember, we want to have the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference, right? All right, so we've got some things we wanna change. So one of the things, one of the things that we do uh, is on Mondays we write down the goals that we want to, you know, three things that we want to do to move our lives forward, right? But the only way that we can write meaningful goals is to know what the big picture is. So where do we want to be in a year? Where do we want to be in three years? Where do we want to be in five years? Where do we want to be in 10 years? Because those goals can direct us into that place, right? So we want to make our goals, we want to make sure that they're in alignment with what our, our future vision is and, and the vision that's pulling us forward into our lives. And that's why we do the three goals every Monday, because we, we want to make sure that they're in alignment. That's why every single Monday I say, I want to edit my book. And then every single Wednesday and Friday, I'm like, I didn't do it because I got stuck doing something else. So I have to make it a priority because when that book gets published, it's going to move my life forward into something that I put on my vision board back in January of 2011, which was to be a New York Times bestselling author. And the only way that's ever going to happen is if I publish the book. So just remember that, you know, what you, what you can do today is really, after, after we're done today, you can really think hard about what it is that's your vision that's pulling you forward. And then uh, tomorrow I will try to remember to bring that up. Um, and then you can, in my video that I'm going to p- 
post. It's not going to be live, but I can write a, write, I can do record a video, and we can talk about what is your vision that's pulling you forward, and we can talk a little bit about that. But in in the meantime, when you're doing your three goals on Mondays, but keep your keep your long term vision in in mind because the way to move forward is to is to always be looking towards that true north the true north is where do i want to be you know and that never stops okay we might retire we might we might you know get wrinkly we might have gray hair but but our minds still work we want to keep our minds sharp and as we're as we're moving forward in our lives we want to still we want to continually become the person we're meant to be right so if you're still struggling with your life's purpose, there is a way to find that. And it's a matter of sitting still, like we did yesterday, and just probing yourself. What do I enjoy? What do I want to do? And just, you know, keep moving, keep moving forward. It's it's never, ever too late. Okay, so we've got that. So here's here's my tips from this book. If you want something you've never had, you have to do something you've never done. So if you've got, if, you've, if you're in a place where you've gained 100 pounds over the last 20 years, you have to do something you've never done. You have to find, and it has to be, the way to do it is to have the long-term goal of, okay, in five years, I want to be down 100 pounds. So that means I have to lose 20 pounds a year. Okay, so I'm going to release 20 pounds a year over the next five years. How am I going to do that? I'm going to change my diet. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to you know, follow you know, and you just, you just set, set it out. And just like, just like any other big project. So when it comes to ourselves, we tend to break our promises a lot more than we do with other people as a general rule. What we want to do is first of all, decide that we're going to be in integrity to ourselves. And then we have to decide, okay, if I was going to learn how to run a marathon between now and next year, say, what would I have to do? I would have to start training. I, I can't run a marathon tomorrow. Okay. I, I could maybe run a marathon in six months if I, if I trained right, but probably not. It would probably be a year of training. Okay. And what that would entail would be some short runs just to get, get going running. It would entail some speed work. It would entail uh, some long runs. And I would have to slowly increase my tolerance to doing a long run without stopping to make that happen, right? That's what I want you to keep in mind when you're, when you're looking at your goals and you're looking at what it is that you want in your life and then in your self-directed behavior. So if you want something you've never had, you have to do something you've never done. We also oftentimes need to stop doing something that we're doing in order to change our behavior into the desired behavior. So you have to look at the, that. There's some, we, we have to find some tactics to eliminate our undesired behavior. Think about what you are doing to reach your goal, just like I said, and whatever your goal, the important question is, what behaviors should you practice to reach that goal? So you have to do the work here. I can't, I can't do your push-ups for you. So if you want to make that change, you have to really think about the behaviors that you're doing now that you have to give up to get to where you want to go. You want to have target practice for your goals, right? Tactics to specify your targets. Here's, here's something that I wrote a few years ago. So you want to list some concrete examples of the tactics that you're going to use. So for me, I used to meditate in bed instead of on a chair or a pillow, so I always fell asleep. And then at the time, I was, I was getting ready to recertify in my surgical boards. And I was like, I don't mind listening to board review, but I don't like reading that stuff. I would get really bored. 
I don't pause before reacting in most situations. So we've talked about the pause where you stop and take a couple breaths before you say something. And then I wrote, I'm not sure when I overeat, but it's related to mood and motivation. Okay, so those are some things. And stretching and yoga hurts. So those are some things I wrote down. So there's some concrete, concrete examples. And then what, what are the, then you want to list the details of your problem. All right. So if you list the details of your problem, um, I don't meditate effectively. That's what I said a few years ago. Um, reading when I'm uninterested is a buzzkill. All right. I had no control over my body when I was a child, and this led me to overreacting. When I overreact, I don't care about anything. So I just lose. So, so remember, um, one of the things that, we, that happens for us in menopause is we, we lose control, right? Where you know, the mood swings can take us anywhere. And this kind of goes with that. And what I also wrote here is that when I overreact, you know, I don't care about anything. Maybe this goes back to self-worth and lack of control, question mark. All right, so is this, being, is this helpful, you guys? Because if it's not helpful, I can stop. If it's helpful, please let me know in the comments. I'm going to continue to go on. And then, um, so the next one is you want to actually observe, actually observe your behavior. Okay, so now we're going to move on. Okay, so here's some tips for doing something you want, but you aren't. So something you want to do, but you're not doing. So tips for doing something that you want to do, but you're not doing. The first thing you have to do is you have to become the observer. So one thing that, that meditation will do for you is it'll help you become the observer. So yesterday we did a guided meditation and we let our thoughts go by. If you could become the observer also during, during your waking hours when you're not meditating, then you can kind of watch yourself as you make bad decisions. You pay attention and then you can pay attention to your emotional domain. You can pay attention to... Um, to what's happening. And once you wake up to this, you can't go back. So this is um, a huge, huge part of learning how to manage your body and your mind when you realize that that's not who you are. And then, so you observe your behaviors and you don't just speculate. So my goal is blank, right? What I want to do when blank situation. So I'm gonna write that down in the comments. And this is something that you can journal about. Okay, so you can write that down. And that is something that you want to. um, So what I wrote back a few years ago when I was doing this, my goal is to work out six to seven days a week, even when I have no motivation. And that's something I was able to actually do. But now I'm injured. And so I've I've used that as an excuse. But I can I can I can actually say this is it. So keep a journal about what you do instead of your goal, right? So what you want to do is, uh, if your goal is to work out, even when you have no motivation and you don't do it, then keep a journal about what, 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 what you're not doing when you want to do it. And then get into integrity with yourself, okay? My goal is exercising my assigned workouts instead of lounging on a couch. That's a good one, all right? That's, and so now, how do you get rid of undesired behavior? First of all, how do, you, how do you phrase what you want? I want to exercise when my mind or body tells me otherwise, unless I'm injured, all right? So yesterday I was talking about how my body is telling me it needs to exercise, and so I'm starting to listen to it, all right? I want to eat properly when my mind screams to, uh, to change to a different way of eating, right? So when I have cravings, how do we manage cravings? Biggest cravings, sugar, 
carbs, processed food. How do we manage those? We manage those by knowing what it is we want, nudging ourselves when we're, uh, when we're, when we're in that space. And, and it's really interesting because I have been the observer as I was eating six or seven pieces of pizza, right? It's like, why am I doing this? Why, why, why do I keep eating this? What's going on? So being the observer is really helpful. And then if you're able to actually observe it and write down what's happening, you can't ever go back. So once you wake up to this, guys, it, there's just, there's no changing it, okay? So you want to always use tactics to increase your desirable behaviors. You must develop alternative behavior to replace the one you want to get rid of. So it's really, it's really on you. You have to make sure that you, 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 you develop an alternative, okay? And how do you do that? By taking the time to be in integrity with yourself and saying, when this happens, this is what I want to do. So what do you guys think about this? Do you think you can implement this? So if you think you can implement this, I'll continue. I've got, I've got, the, I've got the procrastination killer uh, next, but I want to hear from you. So how to kill procrastination. Number one, one of the ways, especially when it comes to a relationship, is to remember that um, it, there's a lot of emotion there. So there's expectation. And if you can, um, if you can get, your, get your expectations in line uh, with, with his expectations or her expectations, whoever you're in a relationship with, if you can get your expectations together and understand that this is what love means to me, uh, this is what uh, a good relationship means to me. If you can get those in line, then you're going to have um, a much longer and stronger relationship. Uh, the, the problem is actually having those conversations because the emotions run so high. And so, how do you how do you do that? How do you? And this is part of this is part of that. This is self-directed behavior of how to get the emotion out when when you want to have a relationship that's going to continue that may not be perfect. So number one, plan your work ahead of time. Okay, that's the number one thing. So for if you have workout goals, you want to have little goals, mini goals, and then plans for meeting them. And then you want to have a, a, a goal that if, if you're really having trouble getting started on something, you want to have a goal that's so small you can't fail. So what's the next step that you can take to get going on it that is so small you can't fail? And then you want to keep records of progress. Remember a few weeks ago, I talked about motivation and how motivation is a myth. Motivation is bullshit. What happens with motivation is that as you see progress, you get more motivated to keep doing what you want to do. All right. So you have to keep track. You've got to keep records of your progress. Now we've got the smartphone at our disposal. There are ways, apps, there's the notepad in the, in the um, iPhone. There's, there's uh, a note-taking app also on the, on the Android devices where you can say, this is what I did today. Okay, so keep records of your progress. The next thing is to assign priorities to your work, right? What is your work? And then prioritize the work. And then do it in priority order. So uh, Brian Tracy wrote a book called Eat That Frog. And Eat That Frog is all about how to get the biggest, most difficult thing done the beginning of your day, okay? Um, and then you want to plan to cope with diversions. So you're going to have, there's going to be things that come up that are going to distract you, but just focus on the one thing and then, and then take a note. And then you have to deal with the negative elements of the work that you need to get done. So the, I don't want to work out, or I might have pain, or I don't have time, right? Remember, when we do workouts, that is 
self-care. That is making ourselves a priority in our lives. Important stuff here, guys. Because when we take care of ourselves, remember, I keep saying that as we age, one of our jobs has to be exercise. And if that just means that we're going for a 10-minute walk every day, that has to be it. But you can break it down. I mean, you can break it down into, you know, we do the weekly um, three things, but you could break it down into daily tasks that are going to get you done with those things through the week, right? So that's really important. So when you're not sure what to do, you want to specify the chain of events that will lead to your goal. So again, if you want to get a goal, you have to write it down. A goal that doesn't have any action behind it is just a wish. And a wish is not anything. A want is not anything. Okay? So you want to make sure that you write things down. So you want to specify what you have to do, what do you have to overcome, and what has to happen to reach your goal. What is the outcome? Those are the important things. My task in designing a plan for self-modification often involves specifying not only the simple targeted behavior, but the chain of behaviors that will produce it. Okay? All right. So with that, we've been on for over an hour, and I think it's time to go, but I want to get some take. What are your key takeaways from today? I'd like to hear from you. Listen, you guys, we, we have uh, the menopause workshop that's coming up on July 18th. All right. And that is the we're going to we're going to talk about how to manage your menopause naturally in that. So if you want to have this, this, this stuff is good, but the stuff that we have in the course is even better. So um, please join the menopause workshop and go through that with us. And hopefully many of you will come into the next round of the Minnow system where we we change our lives together. We have weekly calls that are even better than this. That's, that's the, main, the main thing we've got going, you guys. I'm so excited to, um, to have this and to be able to... The, the, my goal is to change the lives of a million women and make menopause the best time of their lives. And that can be you. You can be the next, next great menopause movement success story. So exciting, you know. So um, with that said... I'm not going to be live tomorrow, but I will be back on Saturday. Uh, and No, not Saturday, Friday. Um, but the weekend I'll be off, okay? So I think what we're going to do is, um, you know, I'll, we'll work through this, this book together, and hopefully, um, you know, what, what this is going to force me to do is read the book. Ha-ha. <laughs> so everyone, I want you to have a fantastic day. Remember, your day is not happening to you. You are happening to your day. All right. So make sure that you know that you can make it a fantastic day no matter what. Okay. That is the thing I want you to wake up with. Gratitude. All right. And having a fantastic day every day. All you have to do is make that decision. So put yourself into the emotional domain. And when the shit happens, it's going to, you're just going to clean it up. Okay. So everyone have a great day, and I will see you on Friday morning. All right? Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the the Menopause Movement podcast and joining in. I really appreciate you. And if you liked it, please head on over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a positive review. That will really help us out. And don't forget to sign up for the Menopause Workshop. It's opening on July 18th. You can sign up at menopauseworkshop.com. I'll see you there.